I'm Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down, talking to the people around us between the miles. Matt, this is a Mother's Day uh, special edition of Between the Miles podcast. Um, man, um, and I know while this is airing after Mother's Day, um, it's still important to talk about moms, right? Because we love our moms, and we think moms are important, right? <laughs> well... Uh, I don't think that there's, uh, I feel like that was a loaded question, Chris. There's uh, no right or wrong <laughs> are way. You, are, are you going to Are you gonna tell me that moms aren't important, Matt? Because I don't want to get on that side of the No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Um, you know, first of all, Between the Miles wouldn't be here without our moms, right? Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Right. And um, at the same time, uh, I think as I've grown and I married and we've had a child, like my view of my mom or my wife's mom has even changed as I've seen, you know, the day-to-day for my wife. And so um, you and I could probably talk about all the moms in our life and, and grandmothers and all those different type, types of things. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think the perspectives um, that we have once we became fathers uh, probably changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 for sure, for sure. I mean, um, and I know you you have a brother, but like uh, I grew up with four sisters and mm. you know, that's even changed as uh, I've become a parent and, and married and you know, and, and all those things. Uh, even looking at my sisters who most of them are moms and, and it's really, kind of changed my perspective of like how moms have these incredible gifts that, you know, yeah, dads have their own gifts and talents and, and everything like that. But moms have these like superhuman gifts that, uh, you know, thankfully uh, we've we've been um, blessed with, right? Uh, by the many different ways that our moms have sacrificed for us, have just loved us, have mentored us, have maybe embarrassed us in a way when we were, you know, insecure teenage guys. But like we later look back and say, hey, you know, that's great. And so, um, yeah, to all of our listeners, uh, Matt and I, as we were preparing for the show, um, we're just like, hey, let's just, uh, I, I know we, we want to get to guests and everything like that, but let's just spend time, you know, honoring moms, um, because I think there's a lot that we can learn with connecting with others by things our moms taught us, right? And, and so, you know, before we start sharing stories of, of our mothers, Matt, like, um, you know, think about how our moms were the ones who set up play dates for us, right? Or the ones that, you know, told us how to connect with our friends and um, how to make friends and how to be nice to our siblings and things along those lines. Like there are so many great lessons that we can pull and learn from our moms. And so what we want to encourage our listeners to do is whether on our social media sites on Instagram or or Facebook, um, put in the comments, just what is the wisest thing you've ever learned from from your mom, right? Or what's a saying uh, a memorable saying that you've carried uh, since childhood that your mom once told you. Now, Matt, I'm not going to put you on the spot um, because personally, I can't think of one that comes to mind right now. I know one will will pop up there, but moms say such profound and wise things, and I think we're blessed for it. Well, I, drawing back on like something specific, my mom said that stuck with me over time. That might be a little bit hard, but here's something that I will tell you, mm-hmm. um, and, and you alluded to it a little bit, but. Do you ever remember being in, you know, in the grocery store and going through the aisles and, and, you know, not really knowing what the heck you were up to or, or why your mom was taking you on all these errands. 
Um, and then you get to the checkout line, mm-hmm. right? And, and maybe this, mm-hmm. this wasn't your mom, but, but my mom could make friends with the person in front of her, mm. the person behind her, the person uh, running the, you know, the, the cashier, mm-hmm. like she was constantly in conversation with all the people around her. And number one, you know, as dads today, we realize that, you know, at a certain point, our, our social outlets become a little bit limited. It's like you go to work, you come home, right? It's like tasks, chores, work, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I need a social outlet. And, right. and so you know, when I was in line, I, I'd be um, kind of embarrassed. But the funny thing is, is now, you know, I can think back to multiple times where I was in line or I was at a party or whatever it was. And, and it just gave me that ability and the courage to go up and strike up a conversation with a stranger. Mm. You know, that, that, that's always kind of stuck with me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Seeing the relationships my mom built with neighbors, with people at church, um, you know, people in our community, especially since we moved around a lot, we lived in different countries. And so, um, you know, uh, and I can't imagine what it was like for uh, my parents, especially my mom to have to restart that over and over again in new countries, right? Not just new neighborhoods, new countries to like form these relationships. And, and because of that, um, you know, we have so many people in our lives, family, friends who are kind of like our aunts and uncles and our cousins, even though there's not no blood relation and everything. And, and a lot has to do with my mom and, and the fact that she grew up in a family like that. And, and that's something she's passed on to us as kids. And that's something I see my sisters do as well as I do and, and, and something to pass on there. So, so for sure, I mean, so many good things that our moms give us. So the big question, Matt, that we're going to tackle today, and, and we invite, again, our guests, you can share that this in the comments or, you know, again, in any of our uh, social media outlets, is in addition to life, right? Because that that is one <laughs> important gift that our, our, our parents, especially our moms, can give us. And in addition to life, what is the what is one of the biggest gifts or sacrifices that your mom, like, has ever made for you? Yeah. Um, so... This story is not going to be a, um, it's not going to come as a surprise to my mom, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what it means to her. I mean, I, I've I probably brought it up on two occasions to her, just how much it meant to me as, as I became an adult and a father and, and all, all those things. But uh, my senior year in high school, right, which at this point was eons ago, um, mm-hmm. we were we were, uh, we had a senior trip and that senior trip was to London. Mm. And at that point in my life, um, I hadn't traveled internationally. My brother hadn't traveled internationally and I'd have to ask my mom and my dad, but I'm pretty sure they hadn't traveled internationally yet. Mm. And so when I come home, right with the flyer and I'm like, Oh, it's senior trips to London. And and um, my parents went to the meeting and, and right, like you're around all the other parents and all the other kids and there's all this excitement. I can't imagine what it must have been like for my parents, right, to be sitting there and thinking about like, okay, well, how are we going to make this work for our son, right? How are we going to give this gift to him? 
and give this opportunity to have something that, you know, that, that we haven't had at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my mom, um, you know, she, she had uh, varying schedules throughout the years, but, but at a certain point she settled into like a, a 10 AM to 7 PM schedule. Um, she was a supervisor at the post office. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, imagine, right. Like she sees us off to school, she goes to work, right. She works till seven. Most of the time she was the one making dinner after she got home. We'd eat really late. And to make sure that I went to London my mom actually picked up a second job wow. and, um, and, and that second job, it, it wasn't like she was doing something that was like joyful to her. Right. It wasn't like she was like knitting and like selling things or, you know, doing art, right. trying or, to start a business or anything like that. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, she, she became a, a cashier mm-hmm. at Pathmark. And so like, she had to go through the training of it. She had to go through the scheduling of it. She had to give up time on nights and weekends. And Chris, man, as a parent now, like I struggle sometimes at like five o'clock in the afternoon with my energy levels and my ability to do things. And I can't imagine what that time must've been like for her. And to be honest, I, I don't know at the at the time that I showed the level of gratitude that was worthy of mm. what she went through. Um, but I know for sure that now that that sacrifice does not go um, not only unnoticed, but, you know, every once in a while, um, you know, I, I tie back to, you know, just how, how much that meant and, and other times in my life that, you know, I've, I've just tried to apply that level of selflessness. Um, yeah. so, um, mom, I know you've heard it before, but happy mother's day. And, uh, you know, just thank you for such a tremendous gift that, that really shaped, uh, you know, a lot of my ability to go out and, um, and not just pave new pathways for myself, but, but always looking for kind of that next step, that next adventure, being willing to move to Colorado, all these things you know, really started at that point. And, um, and I'm just forever grateful. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, the sacrifices that our parents make, but especially our moms, um, it's huge. And uh, like, I'm touched by that story because, you know, it's not like, you know, this was you going to college or getting a car so that you could get a job, right? This is like, an experience that you didn't have to have, right? But your parents saw the value in it. And out of out of love, your mom made this decision. Like you said, it wasn't like this aspirational thing of like, hey, I've always wanted the second career to work in hospitality or, you know, whatever. It, it, this was uh, to, to provide an opportunity for, for you. And, and, and that's huge. That's awesome. Um, um, it's incredible. It makes me feel kind of lazy for not making my sons a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when they're hungry and saying like, you make it yourself, you know, but like, <laughs> well, we're also, you're also teaching them in those moments. Yeah. Too, yeah. Right? That's what I tell like, myself. I'm teaching them, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm not comparing your mom taking a second job. So you to go to London for my laziness of not, or my willing to teach my sons how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> but, but I think that's huge. I think that's huge. You know, it's, it's fine because I think about a lot of the sacrifices my mom made 
and there's a lot that you shared about your mom that 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 resonates uh with with me um my my parents uh separated and divorced when I was like 16, 15 years old. And, and you mentioned something, how your mom had this gift and you're not sure if you showed the the gratitude that maybe was warrant of that um, sacrifice. And um, I, I know for sure I gave my mom such a tough time. Um, you know, Matt, I don't know if you've ever done this with your parents, but I, when I turned 25, I sat down with my mom. And I was like, all right, here's all the things that I think I got away with that you, you never you know, knew about. And it came about because I think she was saying like, oh, I knew what your kids were up to all the time. And so um, I, I shared with her this, the time um, that we used to do all these like um, just different pranks and stuff like that. And um, stories that I'll have to share on this podcast at another time. And it took the point where my mom was like, okay, I can't hear any more of these stories. But um, um, the reason I share that is because after that experience, that was like that awakening of like, oh my gosh, I think there was a lot of things that I did in high school. No, I think, I know there's a lot of things I did in high school that probably um, were not just rude, but um, were ungrateful in, in how much my mom was doing because uh, with my parents' separation and divorce, she essentially was raising us five kids like on her own, right? Mm. And, um, and you know, um, she had to go back to work um, you know, uh, and she, she, she was going back to school and then had to go back to work. And, you know, uh, the age range between my five sisters, um, uh, from the oldest to the youngest is about 11 years. And so, you know, you're, you're dealing with like high schoolers, middle schoolers, elementary age kids. And so there was a lot. Um, and so like there, there's too many sacrifices to kind of pinpoint one, but there is one lesson that, um, I've appreciated and I don't think I appreciated it really until recently with, with everything that's going on in the world. So um, I don't know, Matt, when you got your license, did like, did you have access to a car? Was there a family car that you drove or anything? What, what, and if so, what was that family car that you drove that you and your brother drove? So uh, there's two, two years difference between my brother and I. Right. Um, so when I got my license, I had the car for two years and then my brother was of age and I passed it down to him. So it was, we, we had our own individual car. It was mm -hmm. a, uh, 1987 Plymouth Grand Fury. Um, it was my grandmother. So my mom's mom's cousin. Um, he, uh, he just had no, uh, no ability to, to use the car anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so we inherited it. We, we had free reign. I mean, we used to drive through the, I mean, this thing was like the beastie boys sabotage police car size. Oh man. And so we'd like drive through the neighborhood, like, you know, blowing up garbage cans and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we're getting off on a tangent here with the first car, but, but, um, no, we, we had our own individual, uh, own individual car. So the family car that we had, um, was a Toyota Previa. Um, and I don't know if you remember that. That was the dustbuster looking minivan, right? Okay, um, yeah, yeah. From, from Toyota, right? And yeah. it was uh, it was a, a deep blue, and that was really like the only car that we had. And um, which I didn't mind that being the only car that we had. And, and um, when my sister, older sister, went off to college, and and I got to drive it around, it wasn't a big deal because all my friends could pile in the car. What was a big deal is that my mom had a bumper sticker on the back of it that said women make great leaders, you're following one. And I, as a insecure 17 year old kid, uh, a teenage boy 
hated that bumper sticker. I hated it because every time I went to school and we drive and I, I got to drive that car to school and I'd park in the parking lot, someone who knew that I had that car would always make the comment in class like, oh, Wesley's driving the femmobile again, you know, or like, you know, I didn't, pe- people are always worried about the the soccer mom comments of the, you know, minivan and everything like that. I, I didn't get that because that bumper sticker just like um, was uh, just, you know, led to some, some um, lots of teasing, right? Lots of teasing. And uh, I remember arguing with my mom about it. And just like saying like, you know, you're embarrassing me that it's ridiculous. Like no one needs to know that stuff. Yada, 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 yada. You know, just being so ungrateful for it. Well, um, uh, uh, fortunately, a couple of months later, um, she was able to get a new car. And I remember coming home from school and on the um, uh, kitchen table was the bumper sticker. She took t- taken it off the minivan. And she's like, okay, now you don't have to deal with it anymore. Like just kind of a sign. And I remember being joyous and, and grateful for it and everything like that. But it never occurred to me what she was going through as a single mom, you know, and um, trying to reinvent herself, right? Going from a stay-at-home parent to a working parent, single parent, um, you know, raising five kids and everything. And the fact of like that, that bumper sticker she needed and not only did she need it, but people needed to see that to know that, you know, and and again, this, this goes back to uh, everything that we're seeing from the me too movement to women's rights and and everything like that, that, um, that even though we all have specific roles in our life, that one is not more valuable than the other. Right. Mm -hmm. And that bumper sticker kind of epitomizes um, just this lesson that my mom, and in addition with my sisters too, um, that, um, that a lot of who I am, a lot of the great things I've learned in my life have come from women because women make great leaders. And, um, and I've been happy looking back at my life of all the wonderful women who have been supervisors, managers, bosses, employers of mine, coworkers who have taught me so much. And I don't know if I would have been open to that if I didn't have the mom that I had today. And so, you know, um, so mom, I know you're listening. Both of our moms, we know, listen to this podcast. And so (laughs) mom, uh, as stubborn and as uh, um, immature as, as I was and still can be today, um, Thank you for showing me what a great woman leader looks like. And, 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 and I believe because of that too, I was able to marry a great woman, uh, Kate, you know, um, yeah. because, uh, you know, we hear so much about how men are insecure around strong women and everything like that. And for me, I think because my mom and my sisters are such strong women that, uh, for me, like, um, you know, my wife, she, she's just amazing. And I, I think, again, my mom was able to help me, uh, you know, not only be careful, uh, comfortable with that, but like be able to, you know, uh, celebrate that. Yeah. And you, you touched on something that I wanted to circle back to you real quick. Um, that, uh, we always made things as we were growing up, we always made things about us. Right. And so whether mom was there to like pull us back in and say like, Hey, the, the world's bigger than you. Right. I also think back to all the things I made about me. Right. 
for a positive perspective. And so, you know, in like second grade, you know, I won this Easter Seals, you know, fundraising competition. I got pulled up on stage. And the reality was like my mom did all that, you know, like any <laughs> fundraiser, it was my mom. Oh, yeah. You know, um, when I was playing baseball as a kid, uh, my mom was the the little league president, you know, for a year. And I know how much like now I, I understand a how much went into that. But B at the time, I also saw how much um, BS she had to put up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was always the first one to lend a hand. Mm-hmm. She was always the first one getting us out the door. She was always, you know like the backbone. And so there's all these things that happened, you know, in my life, you know, we talk about the, the, the good things, the bad things, whatever it is. But I mean, if I reflected upon most of the things that I've accomplished, I can't not draw it back and circle it back to my mom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the small things, uh, you know, I, the fact that I'm a writer today, right. Um, you know, publishing books and, and writing a blog. Um, so I totally got that from my mom. Right. Like I always believe I'm an entrepreneur because of my dad, but I'm a writer because of my mom. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, I hated English class in high school, like, and partly because I, I struggled, struggled with so much grammar. Like my, my grammar is, is so much better than it was and it still needs so much improvement. But, um, I hated, I hated English class so much that my senior year, uh, senior, um, quote was, uh, English, who needs that? I'm never going to England, Homer Simpson, you know, uh, and, um, and my mom knew that. And I remember going to Xavier, you know, she, uh, she drove out with me to Ohio and she handed me, uh, this journal uh, and on the cover of the journal was, uh, where the wild things are, you know, all the characters from that book. And, and you opened up and um, she wrote inside the, the front of the journal. She's like, just record the journey and, and, um, and remember the stories that, um, that emerge. And um, I held on to that journal and I never wrote in it actually <laughs> until, you know, later in my twenties, but. Um, You're busy enjoying the journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, but actually I, I did start writing. I did start journaling, just not in that journal for some reason, but um, I did start journaling. And then when blogging became a thing, um, I, I just started blogging. And um, uh, for me, like that's, you know, my mom's such a good writer and and, and I, I've always told her she needs to, to write something that gets published. That's not part of like, you know, uh, what she's done with social work and, and higher education. She needs to write a book. Um, and because she's always just a great writer, great handwriting. Um, part of the reason why I took up like calligraphy for a little bit is, you know, I've always admired her signature and, and stuff like that. And, um, and so, um, for me, one of my greatest joys in life, which is, is, is now literature and writing and reading and everything came because she kept on introducing me to that. Um, I don't know if this was your family growing up in the summers, we had to read books over the summer and we'd actually get like a penny a page for every book that we read. So I, of course, was always looking for the like longest, thickest books out there, like the Odyssey or whatnot. I'm like, oh, this book has 500 pages. That's $5, you know, and stuff. But my mom was constantly introducing me to literature, to story, to writing. 
And, um, and I know that was a passion of hers and, and it's a passion of mine too. And, and I'm so grateful for that gift because it's taken me to places that I never thought I'd be. Yeah. It, I mean, my mom went to school to become an art teacher. Um, oh, cool. And, and at the time it just wasn't, it wasn't really a, a, a prevalent um uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunities right? right and you know that that talent quite honestly never it never rubbed off mm-hmm. like the talent never rubbed off um and I, I you know it i it, it wasn't a direction that i that i directly went into mm-hmm. but to watch her just pick up at any time and, and be able to you know do that stuff and and quite honestly like to be able to do it with my daughter, I mean, mm. like, that's really cool. Yeah. that it, It's really cool to see that, you know, like last summer during the pandemic, she taught my daughter art classes. Oh, and, awesome. and so they would, yeah, they would, they would FaceTime mm. and uh, I'm working, my wife's working and, you know, like my mom would send supplies sometimes. Sometimes she'd just say, Hey, here's what you need. And they would have art class. And, and so you know, it's funny how things have a way of coming full circle. And, and I'm sure, you know, quite honestly, um, you know, who knows, Chris, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you should return the, you know, return the favor of, of a, uh, you know, way for your mom to be able to write with a nice message inside of it or whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, hint hey, at any I, gifts or I, anything. I did dedicate a book to her. Okay. My second book was de- dedicated to her. So I think I've done enough. No, I'm just kidding. But you're right. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> Well, it's funny uh, when you have a conversation, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, that sounds like a really good gift, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do want to pay homage, not just to our moms, but moms in general, too, because, you know, Matt, like the other part is one thing, and, and I don't know if you see this with, with Lane, uh, like I see this with Kate, I see this with my sisters, but it, it breaks my heart, too, the mom guilt that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the sh- stories you were sharing about your mom, and, and as I was sharing, was making me think about that, because there's not, I don't feel dad guilt, do you? I mean, like, like there's times where I'm like, oh, that that's really cool. I wish I was <clears throat> a little bit more like him, but never like uh, the there's no Facebook memes about dad guilt or, um, you know, and and it's one of those things where I, I when I see that it breaks my heart because um, I think there's always more we can do to appreciate what moms do. And I do think that they're in a tough situation where they can't win, right? If I'm a working mom, if I'm a stay-at-home mom, if I'm a mom of 10 kids, if I'm a mom of one kid, like, it just doesn't seem like there, there's that recognition. And so I think what we can do as, as, as husbands, as fathers, as sons, as brothers um, is, you know, just continue to, like, to celebrate them, right? Um, and to celebrate just the amazing things that they're doing. Um, you know, I know you said we weren't going to necessarily talk about all the moms in our lives, but, you know, again, there are a ton of mothers in our lives, um, whether those are friends or siblings or, you know, um, uh, you know, coworkers or something like that. And I think one thing that I would challenge our listeners to do is, you know, uh, just to figure out ways that you can celebrate them, you know, um, and celebrate them for the gift that I know I, you know, just do not have, I mean, I love my sons 
unconditionally and Matt, I know you love your daughter unconditionally, right? But there, when I look at what my mom does or what my sisters or my wife does for the kids, I'm just like, that's just like a whole nother level. You know, that's like just a whole other gift that just can't be compared. Yeah, the societal expectations can can um, can be heavy, right? Um, but I'll, you know, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I've I've had a, a you know really strong. Um, I, I I coined her my second mom. I mean, you know, my best friend's mom raised us when we were kids because of you know my parents' work schedule and stuff like that. And I say raised, you know, we would go to their house afterwards. There'd yeah. be snacks and and all the things that we need to do. Um, and you know, like watching people like your mom go back to work after all those years and all, all these different things and, you know, watching moms become the breadwinners and, and how that shifted, you know, some of the responsibilities that we have as dads, right? I think there's just, there's a whole learning curve that we're all going through right now. And it kind of circles back to the fact that, you know, moms and women and, and, you know, um, you know, people that are future moms, right? Like they are now paving pathways for themselves and for other women. And quite honestly, it's been really cool to be, um, an advocate, a spectator, um, all the above and, and just watching the trails that they're blazing because, you know, Chris, we've been talking about these indirect things that we learned from our moms in retrospect, but every day we're learning from the women around us. And, um, and so I think it's, you know, it's unique to be, you know, a male in this time period um, in a very good way. And um, and I think it's helping to shape us as, as we continue to grow and hold different responsibilities in our own family and, and, you know, and, and workplace and things like that. Well, and I think that is so key, right? Because it's like, you know, I look at um, our father's generations and, and, and before that, right? And there was such a stigma of stoicism and, you know, like, you know, real boys don't cry, you know, things like that, right? Like men don't cry, show their emotions and everything. But I, I really do, again, attribute a lot to my mom of giving me permission to be emotional, to not just be emotional, but authentic and, and transparent. Um, and, uh, and also taking on some of those other more traditional, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, people, traditional <laughs> mom, you know, uh, I can roles. confirm, <laughs> right? Yeah, Matt can confirm. But you know, it's like, when when Matthew and Benjamin were born, I wasn't afraid to change diapers, you know, I cook, uh, the majority of the time for our, our family, I, partly because I love it. Um, um, but I mean, like, there are things that I'm not afraid to do that are outside the, the traditional male father, like, role, because I think, no, not I think I know my mom um, gave permission or affirmed that behavior, right? And, and, and instilled that in me, like, you know, it wasn't just like, you need to treat women right, but like, here are ways that you can love the women in your life. This, here's a way that you can care for the people in your life. And, and so I, I do believe that true masculinity is um, also being able to embrace some of those roles that, you know, um, men weren't supposed to do, you know, for a long time. And, and again, I, I think that comes from what my mom and what the moms in my life have taught me, you know. 
You know, Chris, um, I'm loving every second of this. And, and I'm thinking that, um, that I know you've thrown a challenge out there. And I, I want to close really quickly with a quick thing I love that my mom's given me um, that I'm unashamed to share. And then I want to throw out a challenge, right? Maybe in, in addition to what, what you've done is. Definitely. I love like crying at movies. Like I love connecting to whether it's music or movies or whatever it is. And I think my mom gave me that gift. And, and I'm not talking about like, you know, Chris, I'm not like, you know, lining up like, oh, I'm going to cry at this one. You know, like, 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 you don't have to justify, man. This is a safe place, you know, yeah. like, no, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like there was that safe space that was created. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, what, why are you crying? And then as an adult, there things just tear at your heartstrings a little bit differently. So I, I'm really appreciative um, that I was, you know, given, given um, permission, so to speak, to be able to do that. And, and um, I think that that's a really, you know, really cool thing is, is being able to connect to things so emotionally uh, from that perspective. And then, um, you know, so in, in alignment with, you know, the challenge you threw out earlier, I kind of think about like, what's something so simple that our moms have given us? Mm. Right. <laughs> you know, even if you want to, you know, call me out on this, that for my, my ability to emotionally connect to things and love crying at movies, that's awesome. But drop like a quick one liner. What's one thing that you love that your mom has given you a, a gift? Mm. Yeah, I love that. And we'll post that in the social media. The two challenges again is what, what's a saying or a phrase, words of wisdom that your mom ha has given you. And then, um, you know, as Matt just shared, what is a, a simple gift, a simple thing that 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 mom has passed on to you all? And um, and Matt, uh, I'm I'm affirming the emotions. Although I, I have to laugh, my mom, she she she's not a crier. She's not, but she's given me permission to do that. When uh, my older sister and I joke about this, where if any of us hurt our knees or um, you know scra scraped our knees or fell or hurt ourselves, my mom would be like, "Oh, okay, you." why don't you go ahead and take care of that? She wasn't like, Oh, my poor baby or things like that, you know, is, uh, and, and so our, uh, our significant others, our spouses have made fun of us because we've carried on that tradition to our own kids. But, um, but when I did cry, you know, um, over things there, again, it was, it was okay. It was okay to show that emotion. And, and so thanks mom, um, for that. So, um, on behalf of Matt, uh, everyone, we want to, we hope that all the mothers who are listening to the show and even those who don't listen to the show yet, um, we hope that you had a blessed and, and wonderful and loving Mother's Day that you felt like the queens of this world, you know, and, and universe and everything. And uh, to our moms, we love you. We thank you for all the times that you embarrassed us, made us laugh, made us cry, made us just who we are today. Um, we, uh, couldn't have done what we've done without you. Um, Matt, any closing thoughts or words for your mom or moms out there? Um, happy Mother's Day. And, uh, you know, to my mom and to all the moms that have played a part in my life. And, uh, and I, you know, I hope, hope your families uh, can, you know, just draw upon some of the things that, uh, that you've given to them over the years. So happy Mother's Day. 
Awesome. Awesome. And we want to thank everyone for listening to the show. And if you liked this episode or past episodes uh, um, and you want to get more, uh, just go to betweenthemiles.com. And if you have a uh, comment or a question that you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at info at betweenthemiles.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram. And uh, we would love it if you would also uh, leave us a review, especially a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere where this podcast can be heard. And of course, use this uh, as a gift for your mother by sharing it with her or a neighbor, a friend, or anyone that you've been wanting to get to know. Uh, Help us spread the word. Um, But again, we thank you for slowing down with us. I'm Chris, and with me is Matt. We'll see you next time. This has been a Between the Miles production. Your hosts, Chris Wesley and Matt Wells. Music provided by Jan Studio, Wide Open Road. For more information, visit our website at betweenthemiles.com.